The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. I won't try to save time. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. All right, our midweek service is virtual, which means most of our, those attending are watching from home, from work, in transit. Praise God. All right, so uh, we've been looking at the subject titled Christ and Everything. It is a teaching on Christology where we are examining um, the revelation of Christ from the scriptures. Let's turn our Bible and Luke's Gospel, chapter 24 and verse 27. I will not be recapping last week's teaching. Last week's teaching is sufficient for itself. All right, if you're not here last week, go and listen to the message. I think it's on our Telegram channel. Praise God. Because all those recap, nobody takes time. Amen. Now look at St. Luke's verse 24 and 27. Now look at what he says. He says, And beginning at what Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning what? Himself. The things concerning himself. Which means that, all right, Moses, okay, and the prophets actually speak to Jesus Christ. And last week we were able to see, all right, to understand that the books of Moses were actually not broken down into five books in the Hebrew. In that you didn't have that in the Hebrew originals that we had a book called Genesis or Exodus or Leviticus or Numbers. Um, we said that um, the books actually in Hebrew were actually titled based to the first phrases that was, you know, that appeared there. So the book or the first book was called Bereshit, which means in the beginning. And if you look at that word, Genesis 1 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and what? And the earth. So the name Bereshit is not really the name given, it's just the word, the first words that appear, all right, in the book. So what actually we find is that Moses wrote. All right, his books, the first five books, in one continuous stream. Praise God. Praise God. It's one continuous stream. You know, because you see, the Bible was not written in chapter and verses. To be able to understand the Bible, you need to read the entire book. If you are going to understand Moses, you must read the entire stream. All right, of Moses. We're able to see, because this teaching is actually for, you know, seniors, praise the Lord. So I'm sure you listen to it again and again. So we were able to say that, okay, all right, when you read the Bible, the Jewish Bible, the Torah, you find out that, you know, Moses is a collective um, book of Genesis, Exodus, um, Leviticus, Numbers, and what? Deuteronomy. All right, then we saw that um, the name Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy were actually names given, or we find in the English Bible based on the translation of Jew. Jewish Bible to the Greek Bible. So we now begin to see that the book Genesis actually is talking about, all right, a revelation of how everything began, all right? It is a book of beginning or generations. Then Exodus talks about the redemption, all right, because Exodus means to be taken out of. So Exodus is a summary of how God took Israel 
out of Egypt, which is representative of God's plan of redemption, all right, for mankind out of the sinful past into the light of Zoe. Praise God. Then we look at Leviticus. Leviticus actually has to do with the law of priests. So in Leviticus, we see the priesthood, all right, a typology, all right, of what Jesus Christ was coming to do. I told you last week that the book of Leviticus has, number one, all right, the ceremonial cleansing from the perspective of the offerer of the sacrifice. That is the person that needs to be cleansed. Then the, it also now talks about ceremonial cleansing from the point of view of the priest who is carrying out the cleansing. Then he talks about the different kinds of sacrifices. Then he talks about the day of atonement. All those four things that the book of Leviticus talk, talks about is actually referring to what? To Jesus Christ. Why does he refer to Jesus Christ? Because Jesus Christ, amen, became sin. So he became someone who what? Needed an offering to justify him because he became sin. Who knew no sin? Then he became sin and at the same time, he is the sacrifice that is going to be offered for the cleansing of the sin of mankind. At the same time, he is also the what? The high priest, glory to God, who enters into the holies of holies once and for all to appear, all right, for all men and bringing atonement of sins, praise God. And finally, he is the atoning sacrifice, praise God, that, all right, brings about reconciliation between man and God. Jesus Christ is also the peace offering. Jesus is also the what? The sin offering. And Jesus is also what? The burnt offering. So the book of Leviticus shows us in summation the sacrifice, the priesthood, glory to God, and the cleansing. Hallelujah. Showing us that Jesus is the sacrifice, Jesus is the priesthood, and Jesus is what the cleansing don't worry we're going to look at that when we examine christ in leviticus christ in exodus and things like that praise the lord i said praise the lord now today let us now look at christ in genesis christ in genesis so he says in st luke's gospel chapter 24 and 27 he says and he says and beginning at moses right and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And we've said, if you say beginning at Moses, that is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Praise God. So let us start with the first book. All right. All right. Genesis. So Jesus taught about himself from Genesis. Okay. That is Genesis. Now we've said that the, word, the book Genesis in Hebrew is Bereshit, and Bereshit means beginning, in the beginning. Is that correct? Then last week, we did a study of that exact phrase, Bereshit. Remember that? I mean, if you remember that, we did a study on Bereshit in the beginning. So what did we find out? Write this down if you didn't write it last time. We saw that, all right, Genesis, all right, Jesus in the Genesis, or Jesus in the beginning, all right, Jesus, the beginning means, number one, it refers to number one, Jesus being the beginning of the creation of God. Revelation 3.14 actually says that Jesus is the beginning of the creation of God. So if it says Jesus is the beginning of the creation of God, it means that when it says, and God said, let there be light, all right, the very first thing we see unleashed in creation is light. Hallelujah. So we see that it says, and there was darkness upon the surface of the deep, and God said, let there be light. So the beginning of the creation of God is light. That is Jesus. Jesus is the beginning of the creation of God. He's the one that preceded anything created. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number two, the beginning, we saw that the beginning of Genesis is God. God is the Aki, all right? The Aki, the cornerstone 
of creation, the cornerstone of the plan. The Bible says in St. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and uh, no, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was what? Was God. What is he showing you? He's showing you that the essence of Genesis is God. The essence of Genesis is the word of God. Hallelujah. You will not understand Genesis outside of the personality of the word of God. You will not understand Genesis outside the person of the word of God. Remember, we have severally said that the word of God is not the scripture. The word of God is a what? Is a person. The word of God is not the book. The word of God is a person. The word of God, which is the logos of God, is the explanation of the character of God. He is the visible representation of the invisible God. If you understand the word of God, you understand the person of God. If you understand the word of God, you understand the character of God. So when he says in the beginning was the logos and the logos was with God and God was the logos he's trying to let you know that the explanation of the nature character and especially the plan of God is revealed in the person called the word of God who became flesh and we behold him as who Christ Jesus hallelujah Hallelujah. So the third thing we see about the beginning is that Jesus is the one who was in the beginning. John chapter 1 verse 1. Number 4. Alright, what we see about the beginning is that Jesus is the Lord who made the heaven and the earth in the beginning. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10. The reason I'm just reading because I've talked this last week. Alright, the next thing we see about the beginning is that God was the one who chose man, alright, from the beginning to be conformed to the image of his son. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 and Romans 8.28 and 29. The sixth thing we see, alright, about the beginning is that Christ is the beginning of the plan of God. The firstborn, alright, from the dead. Hallelujah. Number seven is that we see that the plan of salvation is the mystery hidden God through Christ at the beginning. Ephesians 3 and verse 9. The eighth thing we see about beginning is that Satan was a murderer from the beginning. So that means where death is involved, in the beginning, God was not involved. God is not a killer. The person we see killing is Satan. Praise God. Satan. He was a murderer from the beginning. It was Satan who moved Cain to slay his brother Abel because Abel was of the lineage of faith and Cain was not. Praise God. I said praise God. The ninth thing we see, all right, is that Christ, the word, was in the beginning. So when he says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And we see that all through Genesis, it was through the word that every single thing was created. That is Christ Jesus in creation. And the tenth thing we see about the beginning is that the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ is found in the writings of Moses and in the proclamations of the law. So if you cannot see the gospel in Genesis, then you have not understood Genesis. If you cannot see the gospel in Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, then you have not yet understood the gospel because it is right there. So let us now dive into the teaching of today. There is one word you are going to find very, very consistently in the entire book of Genesis. And it is the word seed. Everybody say seed. Seed. That word seed. The word seed appears 47 times in the book 
of Genesis. Now let us check the first one where it appears. Genesis chapter number one. Genesis chapter number one. Seed. Don't worry, I don't want to give you the Hebrew word of seed. It's not that pertinent. All right. See Genesis chapter one, verse 11 to 12. Now what does it say? Genesis one, 11 to 12. Look at it. Now pay attention. He said, and God said, uh-huh, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding what? Seed. And the fruit tree yielding fruit afterward, his kind. Whose seed is where? In itself, upon the earth, and it was so. So we now have the seed principle in which everything reproduces after its kind. So what God did was, God created one thing, and that one thing he created was mass-produced. You understand? So God created one thing, and that one thing he created was mass-produced. So he created one mango, mango seed, and that mango seed became a mango tree. And that mango tree became, all right, other mango seeds that became under other mango trees. Are you following the, the principle? It's one seed, but there is a multiplication, a mass-production of that one seed, all right, after its kind. So that means in the reproduced um, uh, um, seed, the exact same life found in the first seed is found where in the other seeds. So it is a replication after its kind. So when we see the seed principle, we now begin to find that in the seed principle, there is a multiplication, all right, after the kind of the seed that is being multiplied. Praise God. Look at verse 12, next verse of Genesis 1. Um, Genesis 1. It says, And the earth brought forth grass and what? Herb yielding seed afterward his kind. So you see, you keep finding that expression. After his kind. After his kind. After his kind. After his kind. And the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself. Afterward? Afterward? His kind. After his kind. He didn't say after its kind. He said after his kind. Glory to God. And God saw that it was what? It was good. What did God see that was good? God saw that the principle of reproducing after his kind was good. Glory to God. The principle of reproducing after his kind, he saw that it was good. Everything on the earth reproduces after its kind, after its nature, after its character, after its nature and character. That's what kind it talks about. All right, genus, kind, the nature, the character, the DNA. Praise God. After his kind. So we see Genesis 1, 11 and 12, seed is, is, is mentioned there. Then the next place we see seed, all right, is in Genesis 3 and verse 14 to 15. After Adam and Eve had make, made, their, uh, made their decision concerning God's proposal and the gospel that was preached to them. After they had decided to reject it. Now look at what God says to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter number 3. Genesis chapter number 3 and verse 14. All right. Now, what does he say? Look at this. He said, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, He says, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Next verse. What does he say? And I will what? Put what? Enmity between thee and the woman, and between what? 
thy seed, and what? A seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt what? Bruise what? Is heal. Now, something very important we see here, number one, is that we see, first of all, from this scripture, God is telling us that soft following the fall, all right, of Adam and the rejection of God's plan, there will be two kinds of generations on the earth. There would be the seed of the woman, and there will be what? The seed of what? Of Satan. Glory to God. The seed of the woman and the seed of Satan. So you have two generations on yet already. All right. There was one generation on the earth before, but the moment they rejected God's plan, there was now going to be what? Two generations on the earth. The seed of the woman and what? The seed of what? Of the serpent. That's the seed of Satan. In John chapter 8, verse 44, turn in there. Now, when he says the seed of Satan, he's not saying that Satan will have an incarnate or something like that. Some people have actually proposed that when he says the seed of the serpent, he's talking about the Antichrist, that the devil, all right, when we're talking about the Antichrist, the devil will now become, there will be an incarnation, and none of that's happening. Praise God. Now look at John 8, 44. Look at what Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees and Sadducees. He says, ye are of your father, what? Talk to me now. You are of what? Your father, the what? The devil. All right. And the loss of your father, ye will do. Pay attention. He was a murderer from what? So, that means if he was a murderer from the beginning, when was he their father? From the beginning. Praise God. So, that means this devil, who was a murderer from the beginning, who is the father of these guys Jesus was talking about because he says he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the what? The father of it. He is a liar and he is the father of it. So, when Jesus Christ was talking about here, basically he's saying that these guys are of the seed of the serpent, the seed of the devil. So, the seed of the devil is speaking to those who do not have the life of God in them. Those who are in the realm of darkness. Are you with me so far? I said, are you with me so far? Praise God. Praise God. I'm only hearing about more. He said, everybody's sleeping. Amen. So, the seed of the woman, the seed of the serpent. This indicates that there are two generations on the earth following the fall of man. Now, who is the seed of the woman? Now, let's, 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 let's explain that. First of all, women don't carry seed. Hallelujah. Women receive seed. Are you following? So, if you check and look through the genealogy, because when you say genealogy, genealogy talks about the generations. That means um, the... Uh, how would I put it now? How would I say this? It talks about how one generation gave birth to the next. So if you check most times, the genealogy is always given in scripture according to the man. Why? Because scripturally, the man is the one that gives seed. So, all right. So we, we, we trace genealogy after his lineage. Not that the woman is not important. The woman is very important because without the woman, there would be no conception. Are you following that? But it is traced because, and the reason why it's traced there is because scripturally, we are coming to the point where we will now begin to talk about what, all right, we talk about the genealogy of men from Adam, then we will later now begin to talk about, talk about the genealogy of men from who? 
from the word of God, from Christ Jesus. Are you following that? Right. So by that analogy, if the man is the one that gives seed and the woman is the one that receives it, then why is it that we are now talking about the seed of the woman? Because from Genesis, God is trying to tell us that the incarnation is the one through, here, through whom he is going to bring redemption to mankind. He's telling us that the seed of the woman will not come after the sperm of a natural man. Praise God. He's going to come through a woman, but he's not going to come through what? Through a man. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. He now talks about there, alright, Isaiah gives a prophecy. He says, the, look at it. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 7 14 quickly. Alright. Alright. He says, therefore, look at it. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a what? A virgin shall what? Conceive and bear a son. Now notice he says a virgin. It means that at the point of conception, she is still a virgin. She would not have known a man. Are you seeing that? Yet she would have conceived. What is that telling you? That is the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman is the incarnate son of God. The seed of the woman is what? Is God become flesh because the seed of the woman will come without the agency of a man because the mother will be a virgin even at conception. Praise the Lord. All right. The seal of Mary's virginity was broken by Jesus Christ being born. You understand? So she was a virgin while pregnant and only lost her virginity after Jesus came out. Glory to God. So that is the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman is not the seed of a man. Glory to God. He is the incarnate son, the incarnate one. So when he says the seed of the woman, all right, all right. Uh, he says that there will be enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. He's letting us know that they that are after the spirit, we war against they that are after what? After the flesh and after the devil. Are you seeing that? So you can see the consistency in that because we find that same statement made in Galatians chapter 3. All right. That they that are after the law, we actually what? Or the day that are actually after the um, um, bondage are going to what? Wage war against they that are after the promise. So that is consistent um, right there. So we see the seed of the woman. All right. Then the seed of the serpent. The seed of the woman is Christ. The seed of, seed of the serpent is the unbeliever, the one that rejects the life of Christ. The seed of the woman implies a supernatural birth, as women don't have seed to give, but seed to receive. Praise God. Remember, we are looking at Christ in Genesis. The next time we see the word seed appear in Genesis is in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 25. Pay attention. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 25. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 25, we already got to the point where, all right, the preceding verses shows us that Cain slew Abel. Amen. Cain did what? Slew Abel. Remember, in Genesis 3, God tells us that you are going to have two generations on the earth. The seed of the woman, that means that the, the generation that is after Christ. Then the seed of what? Of, serpent, of the serpent or the devil. That's the generation of unbelief or unbeliever. Is that correct? All right. Now, you now had, after that statement, Adam and Eve conceive and they have two children. They have Cain. Then they have what? Abel. Praise the Lord. Now, 
Cain and Abel go, go in to God and they want to offer a sacrifice. One offers a sacrifice by faith. The other offers a sacrifice in unbelief. God accepts the sacrifice of the one that came by faith and rejected the one that came in unbelief. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? Yes, so, what we see is that Abel was after Christ. Cain was after the other one. Glory to God. Now, we now find that because Abel's sacrifice was accepted, Cain got angry and slew Abel. Praise God. So now, the killing of Abel meant that the seed through whom the seed of the woman was going to come true, praise God, did not exist. So there had to be a replacement of that seed. Because Cain had already decided the way he wanted to go. Cain had decided he was going to go in the way of what? Of unbelief. So that means Christ could not come through who? Through Cain. So now look at Genesis 4, 25. It says, and Adam knew his wife again. And I want to say clearly that Adam and Eve, after rejecting God's plan, repented and began to cooperate with God in the fulfillment of his plan to redeem mankind. Praise God. How do we know this statement? He says that Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name what? Seth. For God said, for God said she, had appointed me another seed instead of Abel who came slew. So Eve was talking from the standpoint of foreknowledge and predestination. Because the word set literally means appointed. That's what it means. The appointed one. Now, he's saying, Seth is the appointed one, all right, to take the place of Abel to fulfill God's plan, all right? What is God's plan? Praise God. God's plan is to give eternal life to the whole earth, praise God, in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is practically the appointed one. The one that's appointed by God, the one that is ordained of God to offer eternal life to all who believe. Praise God. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. So we see that this seed, Seth, praise God, is speaking prophetically about the Christ. The appointed one. Glory to God. The appointed one. The appointed one. Hallelujah. Then we now move from Genesis 4 and we come to Genesis 12. Genesis 12 and verse 7. Now, here we have that introduction between where um, Abraham and God in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. We see that it says, God had said to Abraham, he should leave his father's house and stop. Now we see what God now promises Abraham in verse 7. He says, And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto what? Talk to me now. Unto what? Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord. Who did what? Appeared unto him. Now, first thing to note, there was a revelation of God to Abraham. You see that appearance there? It says, and the Lord appeared unto him, unto Abraham. He's talking about a revelation of God unto him, an enlightenment. Praise God. So, that enlightenment that came to Abraham is what caused Abraham to have faith. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. It's an enlightenment. See, the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. Now, remember we've explained severally that the land in the Old Testament is figuratively speaking about what? About what? The spirit within. The spirit within, the spirit upon. Amen. Because what we see in the Old Testament as the promised land, we find in the New Testament that the promised land of the Old Testament is actually God's spirit himself. Amen. Let us establish that. Galatians chapter 3, quickly. And verse 14 into 18. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14. The, huh, now... Let's back up to verse 13. It says, verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the cause of the law, being made what? A cause for us. For it is written, cause is everyone that angered where? On a tree. Now look at the next verse. It now says, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the what? Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Now what is that blessing of Abraham? It says, that we might receive the what? The promise of the Spirit through faith. So, he uses land as a metaphor for the vastness of the Spirit. Glory to God. So, the promised land is a metaphor for the vastness of the Spirit. So, the promised land in the Old Testament is actually a metaphor for the Spirit of God. For the Spirit of God. So, when God says... Go back to Genesis 12, 7. When he goes, go, goes to say and talks about, uh, uh, I, I will give you a land. Go back there. Genesis 12, 7. And Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto thy seed, will I give this land? And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Now, what does the word seed refer to? All right. Paul gives us a wonderful explanation of when he talks about Abraham's seed and what it refers to. Thank you. Galatians 3.16. It's very important for us to explain this so that when you are reading Genesis, you can slot in, you know, you can put, you know, what is, you know, what is being referred to easily. Now, he says, verse 16, Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Are you seeing that? He said not unto what? Seed as of many, but as of what? One, unto thy seed, which is what? Christ. So that means when he talks to Abraham's seed and says thy seed, he is not referring to Israel, he's not infer referring to Isaac, he's referring to what? To Christ. Are you seeing that? So basically, when God says to Abraham, I am giving you the land to thy seed, he's basically saying, I am giving my spirit, glory to God, to thy seed. So, when Christ Jesus Christ, um, comes, praise God, and he goes to meet John the Baptist, amen, in uh, the river Jordan, John the Baptist baptized him. Guess what happens when Jesus comes out of the water? The Holy Ghost comes, descends, and does not just come upon him. The Bible says the Holy Spirit came, descended like a door we descend, and what? Rested upon him. Why? It is to Abraham's seed that the spirit was what was given. Glory to God. Now, after the glorification of Jesus Christ, we now find that Jesus ascends to heaven. Amen. And in Acts 2.38, turn to Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38, turn in there. You see, it says, repent and be baptized every one of you. Quickly. All right. 
Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the word Holy Ghost. Next verse. For the promise is unto you, and to your what? Children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But that's not what I wanted you to see. Alright, I wanted you to see this, but I wanted you to see that he talks about that the Spirit of God was shed forth by Jesus, alright, who was now where? At the right hand of the Father. Look at Acts 2. Let's go back there and let us start um, reading from verse 4. Hallelujah. Acts 2. Because the Holy Ghost was given to the seed of Abraham, and which that's Jesus. So Jesus, having the Holy Ghost, was the one that had now the right to distribute the Holy Ghost to anyone who what, believed on him. So the Holy Ghost was given to Jesus. Jesus now gave the Holy Ghost to us. Are you following that? Are you following that? So because the right to give the Holy Ghost to anybody rested with Abraham's seed. So the promise of God to Abraham was, all right, to your seed, I will give the authority, I will give the Holy Ghost, and I will give the authority and the right to give the Holy Ghost to anybody. That's why Jesus Christ said one time, they brought a sick person to him, and um, Jesus said, thy sins be forgiven you. And they were saying, who can forgive sins but God? Jesus now said, which is easier to say, be healed, or thy sins should be forgiven you. He said, but for you to know that the Son of Man has authority or power on earth to forgive sins. Praise God. What is he saying? He is saying, it is, to, it is only Abraham's seed that has the authority to forgive sins. That's why he didn't say, but for you to know that the Son of God has authority on earth to forgive you. No. He said that thou may know that the Son of Man, because the Son of Man speaks of what? Is humanity. Because Abraham's seed is human, praise God, but he is also what? Divine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at this quickly. Acts 2. One thing many people don't understand is that God did not give the Holy Spirit to humanity directly. He gave the Holy Spirit to humanity in Christ. Why? Because Christ is the seed of Abraham. Because God promised Abraham and said, In thee shall all the nations of the earth world be blessed. So if the nations want that Holy Ghost blessing, they have to come to the seed of Abraham which is Christ Jesus. Are you following? Because it is that Abraham seed that God gave the authority to bless people with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Outside of Abraham's seed, there is no Holy Ghost blessing. Amen? Uh, now, look at this. Acts 2 and verse 30. It says, Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God, this is talking about David, all right, God, we what? Knowing that God, according to flesh, therefore being a prayer, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he will raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Look at the next verse quickly. It now says, He seen this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. Next verse. It now says, This Jesus had God raised up 
Wherefore we are all witnesses. Next verse. He now says what? Therefore, being by the right hand of God, what? Exalted. And having received of who? The Father. The what? Who, so that means, listen. Why is he calling it the promise of the Holy Ghost? To whom did God make the promise? Abraham's seed. Glory to God. We just read in Genesis 12. Abraham's seed. So, the one who rises from the dead is the one that is the seed of Abraham. Everybody can call themselves seed of Abraham, but we will know the seed of Abraham by resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. So, the, uh, uh, Peter is telling us that, listen, the fulfillment of the prophecy concerning Christ, praise God, that David prophesied, we see it in the resurrection from the dead. He says, therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father. So, Christ Jesus received the Holy Ghost of the Father because he is Abraham's seed. Hallelujah. He says, all right, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath now what? Shed forth this. So who shed forth the Holy Ghost? Jesus. Who gave Jesus the Holy Ghost? The Father. Are you with me so far? Are you with me so far? Uh-huh. Jesus, all right, shed forth the Holy Ghost. So God gave the world the Holy Ghost in Christ. Anyone that will receive the Holy Ghost, we have to receive the Holy Ghost in Christ. Outside of Jesus, man cannot receive the Holy Ghost. Are you with me so far? I said, are you with me so far? All right. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So we've seen that in Genesis 13, 15, look at it. Genesis 13, 15. In Genesis 12, we saw that the land there is speaking typologically about the spirit. Now in Genesis 13, 15, it says, For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed for what? Forever. Now the land is the spirit, is that correct? So he's telling us that he will give us the Holy Ghost what? Forever. John chapter 14. John 14. Amen. Amen. Now, <clears throat> verse 15. He says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. John 14, 15. He says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you what? Another comforter, that he may abide with you for how long? Uh-huh. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot what? Receive. Because it what? Seeth him not. Hold on. Go back to that verse we just read. The one we just read. The Genesis 1, 13. Verse 15. Notice that word. Because it seeth him not. Right? Neither knoweth him. So that means it is only the one that can see the comforter that can what? Receive him. Is that correct? Now look at what it says here. Genesis 13. For all the land which thou what? Seest. To thee will I what? What did you see in John chapter 14? He said, the world cannot receive because it seeth it not. Praise God. Praise God. Now, the Bible says, after Lot separated from Abraham, God said to Abraham, look to the north. Look to the south, look to the east, look to the west. As far as your eye can what? See. I have what? 
given to you. So what is he telling you there? He's telling you, Abraham, the spirit is yours, all right? And you can see spiritually because by covenant you are born of the spirit. The world cannot receive of the spirit because they are not born of the spirit and cannot see of the spirit. Because the land is a typology for what? The spirit. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I know. You need some time for it to digest. You need to listen to it again and again and again. Praise God. I said praise God. Now, next, Genesis chapter 17 verse 7. Now, notice we are still looking at Christ the seed, right? Right? Christ the seed. All right? In set, we see that Christ is the appointed seed. Is that correct? Is that correct? Uh-huh. Then in Abraham, you see that Christ is Abraham's seed, all right, to whom the promises were made. And God now, in Acts 2, we see that upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God now gave to the seed of Abraham the promise of the Father. So when did God make that promise? He made that promise where? In Genesis. So the promise of the Father to Abraham is what God now gave to what? Jesus. Because Jesus is Abraham's Seed. Proven to be seed of Abraham by resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look at Genesis 17, 7. He says, and I will establish my covenant. This is to Abraham. All right. Between me and thee. And thy what? Seed after thee. In their what? Generations. For an everlasting covenant. To be a God unto thee, and to what? Thy seed after thee. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, what is this showing you? This is showing you that God's commitment to us in Christ is an everlasting commitment. Praise God. Because the covenant is an everlasting covenant. Say aloud to me, God's commitment to me in Christ it's an everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. So he's saying that my covenant with you is an everlasting covenant. It's a covenant to Abraham. Praise God. He says, with you and to thy seed after you. The seed after Abraham is who? Is Christ Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Then look at Genesis chapter 12, 21 verse 2. I'm going to see something very powerful later on as we go on. Because... We're going to get to that point, but as you, as, as you study scripture and you study Genesis and you study the genealogies, because if you look at the genealogy in Abraham, in Genesis, we have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and who? Joseph. Then there's something very powerful you notice as we get to it and look at it through scriptures. You will find that Abraham had two sons. Praise God. He had two sons. Now, later on, he had some children, children with Keturah, but they don't count. All right? The, the scriptures in Revelations, in Christological Revelation, does not count the sons and the children of Keturah. May we count in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So it doesn't count Keturah's kids. Now, you now had Abraham had two sons. Because even in Galatians, it says, and Abraham had what? Two sons. The one after the bond woman, and the one after what? The promise. Now, which one was first? Ishmael was first. Isaac was second. Amen. Who did God pick? He picked the second. 
Isaac. Correct? Good. Even after Abraham said, Let the Lord leash me, leash me. God said, No. The second. Then we now move to who? Isaac. Isaac had two sons. The first was who? Esau. The second was who? Jacob. Who did God pick? He picked Jacob. The second one. Amen. Amen. Then Jacob comes and had how many sons? Twelve. God doesn't pick the first. He picks who? Joseph. Amen. What is that a picture of? Simple. God is showing us by typology that the first man to show up on the scene is not the image of God. The first man to show up on the scene is not the pattern son. The first man to show up on the scene is not the one that God wants to see his image multiplied on the earth. Should I prove it to you? Look at 1 Corinthians 15. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15, look at this. It says, verse 46. It says, how be it? Okay, let's start from verse 44. It says, it is son a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a what? Aha. Uh -huh. The last Adam was made a what? A quickness. He said, how be it? That was not what? First, which is what? Spiritual. But that which is what? Natural. And afterward, that which is what? Spiritual. He says, the first man is of the what? Earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord what? From heaven, all right, as is the earthy, such are they that are earthy, and as the heavenly, such are they that are what? Heavenly. So, what is he telling you? He's saying the first man was not the heavenly man, the second man is the heavenly man. Praise God. The second man is the image of God, not the first man. The second man is the one God wants us to be reproduced after his kind, not the first man. Praise God. So, when we look at Abraham, we see Ishmael first. God said it's not the first man. It is what? Is the second man. When we look at what? Isaac, we see Esau first. He says, it's, God says, it's not the first man. Is the what? Is the second man. Are you following something here? It's not the first man. It's the second. We see it also with David. It was not the first son that was king after David. It was Solomon. All those things are typology. It's not the first king of Israel. Hallelujah. That Christ was going to come true. It was the second. Hallelujah. God keeps choosing the one after the first to show you that Adam the first was not the plan. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Adam the first was not the first. Though he was first, he's not the firstborn. Are you following? So this, look, look let, let's go back. Genesis 21 and verse 1. Some of these teachings you find here, you know, you need to, you see, one thing that you have to have as a Christian is that you need to have the patience to learn. You hear what I said? The patience to what? To learn. That means you listen to messages again and again. You listen to the entire series. For example, you go and start soteriology, listen to it, praise God, and which other one again was it where I taught this? Uh, uh, 
are gospel in Genesis. So you have gospel in Genesis, you have soteriology, then you have this. So just listen. Everything is connected. Hallelujah. Listen. Don't listen to what we share on social media. No. Listen to know. Listen to understand. Hallelujah. Notice, see it. The first Adam was not the one. God picked the second and last Adam. Praise God. All right. Ishmael was not the one. He, he, the plan was what? Isaac. J um, Esau was not the one. The plan was who? Jacob. Reuben was not the one. Hallelujah. The plan was who? Joseph. Amen. Amnon, first son of David, was not the one. It was what? Solomon. The law was not the one. It was what? Grace. You see that? Hallelujah. All right, look at uh, Genesis 21, verse 1. <laughs> you also see that, you see that pattern also. When God wanted to choose, the, um, wanted to replace Saul, he goes to the household of who? Eh? Jesse. And says, I'm come to announce son, um, the son. The first to come out was not the one. Are you seeing that? That's a pattern. So God is telling you in scripture, the first to you saw was not my plan. So he's saying that my plan, God said my plan on the earth was not to multiply upon the earth earthly natural men. No. My plan was to multiply on the earth what? Heavenly spiritual men. Men that had Zoe in them. So the first man that was Eti without Zoe was not the plan. The plan was for him to receive what? Zoe from the last Adam. That's the plan. Like Titus chapter 1 verse 2 telling us that God's plan was for mankind to receive eternal life in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 28, 29 says, God in his foreknowledge and predestination conformed all men to the image of Jesus. Glory to God. So God has taken away the first so that he may establish what? The second. He taketh away the first to establish the second. He taketh away Ishmael to establish Isaac. He taketh away Esau to establish what? Jacob. He takes away um, Reuben to establish what? Joseph. That is it. So he taketh away Adam and put Christ forth and center for you to understand that the plan was for the second to be first all along. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Maybe there's a word in there for someone. Maybe a word of knowledge. Oh, brother, the first lady that came that broke your heart, she was not the one. God take it away the first to establish the second. That fees, amen. amen. Glory to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. There's this one. Look at verse 1. And the Lord beset Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. All right, next verse. Now, see a picture. Pay attention. Look at Genesis 21.1. Go back there. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. So, the conception of Abraham's natural seed by faith involved the Lord. Are you following? Now, 
Abraham's spiritual seed, which is Christ, glory to God, all right, his incarnation also did what? Involved the Lord. How was the natural seed conceived? God spoke to Abraham and Abraham believed it. How was the spiritual or Christ conceived? God spoke to, a, to who? To Mary and Mary did what? Believed it. So in both cases, it involved the word of the Lord. So the word of the Lord came to Abraham about Isaac. He believed it and Sarah conceived the child. The word of the Lord came to Mary about Christ. She believed it and she what? Conceived the child. Showing you that Abraham's seed is conceived by faith. Glory to God. Not by the works of the law or the works of the flesh. So Ishmael could not be firstborn because Ishmael represented what? Conception by self-effort. Conception by Agbari. And I have a word for you. There are many of you that are begetting Ishmael's. Ishmael may be born in the house, but Ishmael does not stay forever. The house does not belong to Ishmael. Amen? The house does not belong to Ishmael. Oh, God gave you a word concerning marriage, but now you want to get into self-effort to assist the Lord. Glory to God. You know how Ishmael came to be? They wanted to assist the Lord. And they gave um, Abraham a girlfriend, Agar. Go into Agar. She can conceive. And he went into Agar and they conceived Ishmael. Praise God. They were assisting the Lord. Amen. Amen. Assisting the Lord. Brother, you want a good girl, but now, you know, you're trying to, you know, you know, you know, wear your baths and put all your, your watches and you are trying to show that you are, you know, you are, you are all that to attract, you know. All right. Amen. Agar, into of Sarah. Amen. Sister, you want a good guy, but you now want to assist the Lord to help you get, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, a guy. Then now you're twerking on Instagram. Praise God. All right. And you know, them Ishmael's are now coming your way and you're like, who? Oh, my sister. Ishmael doesn't stay in the house forever. And that's why, because they don't stay in the house forever. And they leave you, you come back and you shout, all men has come. No, sir. Only Ishmael is come. Isaac is not come. Praise God. Amen. Isaac will stay in the house forever. But Ishmael is come. He's not staying in the house forever because you twerked him in to your house. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You did all sorts of things to keep him. Uh-uh. He ain't gonna work, honey. He ain't gonna work. He ain't gonna work, brother. It will not work, brother. You were flashing all your money and the honeys came to, to take some of your goodness. Sir. And after they took of the goodness, they left you for somebody else flashing some more money. And you are like, all oh, these women. No, sir. Ishmael is who you attracted. Ishmael is what you give birth to when you try to help God fulfill the word he gave to you. That's Ishmael. Glory to God. That's Ishmael. Ishmael does not stay in the house forever. Ishmael's presence in the house is actually proof that Isaac has not yet been born. <laughs> Praise God. So, yeah, yeah, have your few days. When Isaac is born, we know, we know which one we got. You know, listen, every one of us know what we got by the, by the word of God. Everybody knows what they got by faith. We also know what we got by flesh. You know that will help results. That someone help you write. Ooh, I'm going in there now. Going in there now. Yeah. Jam special centers. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You wrote jam first time you failed, second time you failed. You want to read medicine, so they organized special center for you. And you were in those special centers and you came out with 367. Ishmael! <laughs> now you are struggling in the medicine. You have no passion in the medicine. You never had a chance to give birth to Isaac. Then after you, you abandoned the medicine, you are now doing, uh, what do you call it, data analyst. Exactly. That was what you should have read. And you are good at it. Now you found your Isaac. Ishmael does not stay in the house forever. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Now let's continue. So, in Isaac shall that seed be called, Genesis 21 2. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you are about yeah. Look at that set time. Eh? Look at it. At the set time. So Isaac was giving birth to, at the set time, Christ was manifested in the flesh at also the set time. Glory to God. At the set time. Set time. Now, Genesis twenty-two seventeen shows us there saying, God promising that Abraham's seed will be multiplied on the earth. Abraham's seed will be what? multiplied on the earth. Genesis 22, 17. Genesis 22, 17. This is why a church, because we are Abraham's seed, because we are in Christ, cannot be, and should not be small. We have a mandate from God to multiply. Did you hear what I said? We have a mandate of God to what? To multiply. He said, look at it. He said that in blessing, I will what? Bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply What? Thy seed. Then he now tells us how we do the multiplication. He said, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven. And as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. So what is that telling me? That is telling me, praise God, that because I'm Abraham's seed, if you cannot count sand, you cannot count me. I have a mandate of God to multiply my influence upon this earth. Glory to God. Multiply the influence of the gospel on this earth. So no church should be small. Amen. Thank God for redeeming one sometime. We look at the Holy Ghost Congress. We see heads like sand. Eh? That is the that is the fulfillment of the prophecy. Praise God. And by the grace of God, you know you care too. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You will see head everywhere. Head, head everywhere. Head, head. Ah, ah, you see, this is Abraham's blessing. Glory to God. So Abraham's blessing is church growth. Did you hear what I said? Abraham is what? Church growth. Because the seed shall be multiplied on the earth. Because the multiplication of the seed on the earth is the dominion on the earth. Hallelujah. 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 Now look at Genesis 28, 14. Are you following so far? I always say it that time used to go quickly. Eh? Genesis 28, 14. Now look at what he says. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad. Listen, no. Thou shalt spread abroad to what? To the west. And to what? To the east. To the west, Europe. Glory to God. To the east, Middle East. To the north, Russia. To the south. And in thee. And in thy seed. That is Christ. Shall all the families of the earth be what? Blessed. Now, what blessing would they be blessed with? Blessed with? The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Glory to God. In this shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So in the eyes of God, if a man does not have the spirit, he is not blessed. Oh, glory to God. You must understand. In, from the man's perspective, blessings is car, houses. If you see a guy with a, you know, for example, if I, if I just go to the Maldives now, and I'm entering the water, clear water. I'm going to go, don't worry, maybe my next year. You know, I'll prepare all of you. I promise you. I'll prepare you. I promise you, I'll prepare you. I, I'm thinking of how I'm going to do it. I'll just go into the water, you know. Maybe I do like this. Yeah, maybe my wife will be in front and we'll do this Titanic pose or something. All right. So, you know, you, you, you think that that is the blessing. Car, peach, private jets and all. You know, I, I saw this uh, musician, David O. Guy put one, a rock in front of a private jet and he was walking. Yeah, but they just want to show you that they are living a life better than you. You understand? In this world of Instagram, people actually want to show that they are better than you. Praise God. Let's look at my clothes, man. Just, just check it out. Check it out. Check, you know? So, we, Instagram is one of the leading causes of depression among the youth, 18 to 25, 18 to 35. Guess what? God looks at that and says, that's not the blessing. It's good on this earth. But it is not the what? It's not the blessing. Why? Because if it is not forever, then it is not the blessing. Glory to God. He says, in this shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. In thee, in the seed, shall all the nations of the earth be, dead, be, 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 be blessed. Glory to God. Alright, then in Genesis chapter 48 verse 19, we see that the older son was first, but was not the firstborn. Now, in Genesis 21 verse 2, it says, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. What that necessarily meant was, what that meant was, Isaac, in, between Ishmael and Isaac, Isaac was the firstborn. I, the, who is the firstborn? The firstborn was the one that carried on the mandate of the father. The firstborn was the one that got the inheritance of the father. A double portion of the inheritance of the father. So in essence, the firstborn was the one the man or the, the father gave authority to. Are you following? Now, the reason why the Bible calls Jesus Christ the firstborn, notice the Bible calls him the firstborn from the dead, Jesus is the firstborn of God, meaning that the inheritance and the property of God was bequeathed to what? To him. Now, what property of God was bequeathed to Jesus? The Holy Spirit. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit. So, when he says in um, uh, Philippians chapter 2, he says, and he has given him the name that is above every other name. The name that is above every other name is the name of God. Glory to God. So God gives to Jesus his own authority and says, take, you are my firstborn. And hands over his inheritance, the Holy Ghost himself, and gives it to a man, Jesus Christ. Praise God. So Jesus has the firstborn of God has the power to say yes and no. That's why Jesus Christ said what? He says, alright, in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given or what? Unto me. What is he saying? I'm firstborn. Hallelujah. Where do we have the typology? Joseph. When Joseph, alright, because Jesus and Joseph, they are typologies. Joseph is a typology of Jesus. Why? Let me give you an example. 
The Bible tells us that God has, for thou hast loved righteousness and hated what? Iniquity. Therefore, the Lord thy God had what? Anointed thee with the oil of gladness, what? Above your what? Above your what? Your fellows. The word fellows there is brethren. Glory to God. Joseph was the 12th son. Is that correct? Benjamin was the 13th. Amongst his brethren, God was anointed or chose Joseph. So Joseph was picked out, went to Egypt. And in Egypt, he went to where? To prison. All right? Prison, all right, is, uh, <laughs> is also, prison is a typology of hell, sheol, or things like that. So Joseph went to prison. Jesus went to hell. Praise God. Amen. Joseph was brought out of prison. Amen. To the throne. He was brought out of prison and was made to sit at the right hand of who? Of Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says to Joseph, nobody in this kingdom is above you except me. Which means, Pharaoh, you are firstborn. Do whatever you like. Note something. Pharaoh had a son. Pharaoh had a crown prince. The crown prince was under Joseph. Jesus was in hell. And when he rose from the dead, he rose from the dead to where? To the right hand of God. Nobody is above him except God, the Father himself. Hallelujah. Jesus he says, yes, whatever he binds on earth is bound. You understand? He has all authority and all power. Glory to God. Those things are what? Typologies. Praise God. Praise God. All right, let's continue. So what have we seen so far about the seed? Number one, the seed in Genesis. Remember, we're looking at Christ in Genesis. So what have we seen about the seed? Number one, it reproduces after its kind. So that means... Christ, Abraham's seed, we reproduce after whose kind? His kind. So everyone that is born of Christ is born after his image. Correct? Correct? He reproduces after his kind. That's number one. Second thing is, second thing we say about seed is that there are two seeds or generations on the earth. The seed of the flesh, the seed of the spirit. The seed of Christ, the seed of the devil. Number three, we see that the seed has an everlasting covenant with God. So whatever Christ gives is everlasting because the covenant between God and Christ is an everlasting covenant. So that means the benefits of the covenant are not temporal. They are everlasting. Praise God. Number four. We've seen that the seed of Abraham is Christ. Number five. We've seen that the seed of Abraham is the firstborn from the dead or the firstborn of God. Number six. We've seen that the seed of Abraham has the blessing. That blessing is the Holy Ghost. Number seven, we've seen that all the nations of the earth receive the blessing only through the seed of Abraham. Praise God. Praise God. So when we say, there is no name given under heaven through which a man can be saved. What we are basically saying is this. Indeed, all the nations of the earth shall be what? Blessed. So without Christ, no nation can be blessed. 
without christ no man can be blessed what is that blessing the holy ghost indwelling a man what is the indwelling of the spirit salvation salvation cannot come to any man outside of jesus christ never forget it never compromise that stand many will try to make you to compromise it many will ask you stupid questions are you saying that it is only christians that are going to heaven what kind of god is that first of all believe in jesus and you shall receive eternal life it's not a christian statement we are the ones that called it a christian you see all these christian we are the ones that gave it that definition the bible said that it was in antioch that men began to be called what christians so they were not called christians before they were called followers of the way who is the way jesus So let's remove all those terms. If you are not found in this seed, amen, Abraham's seed, that is the, the end for you. You will not receive the promise of the Father. Praise God. You say, hey, Muslim, I have no problem. Have you believed in Jesus? Yes or no? I'm a Muslim. How does that affect anything? Have you believed in Jesus? There are people that do Allah Akbar and they believe in Jesus. But they receive the Spirit. Oh, yeah. You ask them, are you born again? Okay, so guys, let me give you a let me give you a gist. Okay. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. Okay. You know there are some churches that they do a lot of things in the churches that are not Bible things. Amen, somebody? Amen. But when you ask them, do you believe in Jesus? They believe in Jesus, have you? Okay. If I told you someone that was carrying sand to prophetic sand service. That that person is not Christian. Will you, will, you, will you agree with me? You will ask me, does he believe the gospel? Yes. You will say, he's saved, but he's what? He's what? Non he's not what? Non-legible. Is that correct? That's what you will say. Because why would he carry sand? He says he's carrying sand to do his village deliverance. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. You carry sand, you know, people carry all sorts of things. I saw coconuts deliverance one time. People carry coconuts to service now. I mean, I, I love it because I was just going to coconut business. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll make some money from it. Coconuts, sugar service, salt deliverance. Pamoy. Praise the Lord. I remember I saw one where they were in a church and they were releasing gun, gunshots against their enemies. But the gunshot was they were making with their mouth. Uh, imagine you walking into a short service and everybody take it, devil. Go, go, go. Now, will you say they are not Christians? Of course not. They are. They are born again. They just are ignorant. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So, a Muslim that has accepted Jesus. But he's still praying five times a day, doing this Allah stuff and doing the Ide Malud and stuff, can be likened to a Jew. Right? Who has believed in Jesus, but was still keeping the, the feasts. And was still doing what Jews do. But in his heart, he believes in Jesus and he confesses his lordship. Are you following? Praise God. And he confesses his lordship. So that Jew is identified in Abraham's seed 
in Christ, but he is still getting to understand the implications of the gospel. So we say he needs to grow what? Spiritually. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you see, it's very important we understand that in our evangelism. That there are certain Muslims who believe to Christ, but we do not immediately see them in church because of one reason or the other. Maybe the family, maybe the pressure, maybe the, you know, all of those things. It's going to happen. You understand? But that man, has he confessed Jesus? He believes it? And you ask him, do you believe Jesus died for me? Yes, I do. Saved. He has identified in the Abraham seed. And as time goes on, you will find out that as he grows spiritually, you find him in church. Praise God. Have you learned something tonight? Have you learned something tonight? Praise the Lord. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Thank you very much for our online audience. Please remember, ladies and men in ministry, oh, November 26th to November 28th, 2021. 2021. All right. Please make sure you register for ladies and men in ministry. Um, the reason why you need to register is because we're making preparations for those who require accommodations. Make sure that you can get that accommodation. Because ladies and men in ministry is that meeting where you have on the undivided attention. Three days of undivided attention. It's very important. We are not distracted by anything whatsoever. Praise God. Praise the Lord. All right. Thank you very much for joining. And please, um, to help, you know, to spread the word on social media, take one or two, three or seven things you learned and post it on social media and use um, hashtag spreading. Um, that is our hashtag for the year. So let us use it, all right, on Twitter, especially because Twitter is tailor-made for something like that. And someone asks you, oh, where did you get this from? Just direct them to the message, all right? The live stream is on YouTube, all right? Then we have our Telegram channel where they can actually learn quite a bit. Praise the Lord. All right, it's time for us to give our offerings. If you have an offering to give, package your offerings right now. All right, let us give. The media team is going to put it up on the screen, in the all, and on social media. So that if you want to give, you can actually now give, all right, um, towards um, uh, what we are doing here in Oikia. Now, this Sunday is the fourth Sunday, right? Wow, there are five Sundays in this. Oh, boy. So, the fourth Sunday in the month of October. Fourth Super Sunday. All right, let us make sure we um, attend um, at all of our centers, be part of the outreach all right, we've actually won quite a number of souls this month, praise God. We have had a lot of people healed this month, amen. It's our evangelical Sundays, amen. All right, and we're not going to stop this evangelical thing we, are, we started this month. We have to continue, praise God. We keep winning souls, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah, amen. So let's keep going, let's keep going, please reaching more and more and more people. So Saturday, we're going to have outreaches, let's join it. All right, let's invite friends and family to join us here in Surulere, then in Lekki, then in Alta, and in Ejigo. And please be reminded, by the grace of God, first Sunday in the month of December, Oikea Christian Center, Surulere would move to Snug Event Center. All right, for more room, more space, all right, so that we can actually reach more people. All right, after some time, by the grace of God, there will be a team of workers and pastors that will post it back here. All right, for Sunday service. All right, but we are moving over there. All right, to reach more people and to win more to the Lord and disciple more. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, can we put give our offerings right now? 
media is it uh, up on the screen all right so now workers please you know the drill post your salmon notes on the workers group all right i always read it all right so let's make sure we do that to show that we are learning some of you when i look at your notes i'm like upon everything i said that's what you got i'm like oh my god there's someone i just saw the notes i was like i looked through it first i didn't want because i don't want to embarrass them i was like really this is what you got in fact best even wrote the wrong thing you know wrote the wrong thing praise god so maybe i'm like ah is it my fault maybe it's my maybe you understand okay but make sure you see your capacity to take good notes is an indication of how well you are learning praise the lord and you will never be a better teacher than you were as a student. A good Bible teacher comes from being a good Bible student. Praise the Lord. So, be a good student. Take notes, excellent notes, you know. Because God is counting on you to be able to pass that information across. So when you get abroad and somebody is telling you Genesis and begin to talk about creation story, and begin to, you now say, well, that's what not Genesis is about. You sit him down and you teach them. You see that Genesis is about what? Christ Jesus. And you explain and explain. And the person begins to fall in love with Jesus Christ because of you. Amen? Not that you go to ab abroad and say, hmm, even myself, I don't know. Eh, ah, we are helping enlighten me. African church, it's just money they've been praying about. Money, money, money. They don't teach Bible. All these things, we have questions. Eh, thank you, atheist and agnostic, for helping me out. That's not going to be your portion in Jesus' name. You will go there and, you know, if that is if you are going there, that those that are there, because I have a daughter in Rome, I have one in uh, California, I have one in different parts of the world, you know, you know, and we need to make sure that everybody is actually reaching. Everybody with the word, with the gospel. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. I'm sure we've given our offerings. Let us... Uh -huh, now, please, if you have not... Wait to. First, if you are not following me on social media, follow me at Femi Olaleye. Everywhere, that is my handle. Femi Olaleye. Follow me there now. If you are not following me, you're not my friend, you are sinning. Oh yeah, follow me right now. Praise God. That's number one. Number two, if you are on YouTube and you are watching the live stream and you have not subscribed, what are you? Who are you? Why are you? Subscribe right now. Eh? Alright, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe and like and follow everything we care right now on social media. Thank you very, very much. God bless you. Let's take our affirmation. The grace of God has been given to me. The power of Christ is living in me. Therefore, I rule and reign. By the what? Living in me. It is my year of spreading. I spread everywhere. I spread the light. I spread the life of God everywhere. Now, lastly, the women's conference is holding October 30th, correct? All right. So women, have a blast. I can see all that you are doing. Have a blast one more time. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.